カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. I'm going to begin this talk with the Buddha's the three of the first five remembrances. I'm of the nature to grow old. There's no escape to growing old. I'm of the nature of ill health. There is no way to escape ill health. I am of the nature to die. Anyone here think they're not going to die? Mm. Yeah, you need to sit a little bit longer. <laughs> we're all in the right space. If we know for sure we're going to die, then we're right where we're supposed to be this weekend. Each time I approach the altar, this uh, session, the The, the ikebana, the art of these flower arranging, has been just incredible. So beautiful, almost each day a different one, different arrangement. Thank you, Seisen, who stays shy in the back. Wherever you are, thank you. And these beautiful flowers will also die, they won't last forever. But they will die. After all, they are sentient beings. We often think that, a lot of us think that sentient beings are humans. But they're dogs, they're cats, they're birds, they're everything that breathes, including flowers, mountains, rocks. All these will perish. But when the flowers die, do they really die? Do we, them, we throw them in the compost and they give life to everything else that's there? And left to their own natural habitat, not cut down or falling down or breaking down, go back into the earth and give life. So, how do they do that if they're dead?、Hmm? How do they give life? We're on day four of our 90 day commit to sit ango period. For those of you who haven't seen or heard that,、um, it's a 90 day commit to sit. And over the course of the next 90 days, you will、uh, hear teachings from teachers from all over the United States and Japan speaking on a specific test by、uh, Charlotte Joko Beck,、um, Ordinary Wonder, Zen Life and Practice. So, if you haven't signed up for that, check it out on the website. And today's excerpt couldn't be better, couldn't be better timing for me right now.
The following is a Japanese haiku from Kajiwara Hashin. Kajiwara Hashin. Mm, somewhere in the 19th century. And only this one poem has survived by Hashin. This one haiku. There is neither heaven nor earth, only snow falling constantly. There is neither heaven nor earth, only snow falling constantly. Joker Beck says, let's change that a little bit. Let's change that. <gasps> Blasphemy. Suppose I'm sick and this poem went, there is neither heaven nor earth, only illness pounding steadily. There is neither heaven nor earth, all just old age approaching steadily. There is only one illness, only separation, only clouds happening and happening and happening. There's only one illness, there's only one separation, only clouds happening, happening, happening. She goes on to say, life isn't miserable or terrible, it's just what it is. And that can take the form of severe misery at times, tremendous joy at other times, or some feeling between the two. There is neither heaven nor earth. So how many of you are suffering in some form today? Back aching, tired, beyond tired, waiting for it to be over. How many of you are suffering from those forms? Back aches, tired, yeah. Right. And how many of you have had a really good session, sitting steady, strong, feelings of tenderness perhaps towards the, your cushion friend? A good weekend, signed up for the right. How many of you? Yeah, it won't last. <laughs> trust me, trust me, it won't last. By this time tonight, you'll be saying, who the hell was I talking to? What the hell was I thinking? I feel like shit. That'll teach you. It's, it's called hubris. Neither of these states will last. The misery, the joy, everything is fleeting. We're constantly cycling through our thoughts, our emotions, our stories, constantly, like a wave. Shinzan, who is home safe and sound, taking care of the things he needs to take care of, spoke of his own experience of this neither heaven nor earth. And I can, I can definitely relate to it. 
Last year the session was great. I remember the session in 19. Oh God, what was it? Where are we now? 1995. So much fun. We laughed. Five weeks of silence sometimes. I was the Tenzo, the head cook, for how many years? Many years. Um, I look back on that so fondly. Wow, I had such a great time. It was hell. <laughs> it was a hell realm. The Tenzo is up at four o'clock in the morning, feeding some ungrateful mouths. <laughs> I don't like this, I don't want that. I can't eat that. <laughs> and it's like, here's the bowl shut up and eat. Otherwise you'll go hungry, because this is all there is. Eat what's in front of you, and those of you who have been on retreats know that this is the way it is. You're given your food, and you accept it, and you eat it. It may not be what you're used to, but it's what you get. So it's funny how the memory, like, yeah, that's such a great time, yeah, yeah. Then you really look back and like, Jesus Christ. I do, I should talk for myself, I'm sorry. That's the way I look back on these things. And we do it over and over and over again. You know, because, you know, this, this session, I've had my own aches and pains, and a couple of you have come into Dokusan and said, you know, I wish I was home, I can't believe I signed up for this, it's not what I thought it was gonna be, you know, it's much more intense, I don't wanna sit this long, and I'm like, you know what, me too. <laughs> I want to be home in the king-size bed with the two cats and Netflix and zoning out. That's where I want to be. And then in the next moment, it's like, you know, I'm in the right place. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be with my crazy mind. Can anyone hear that Coke coming back up? I was trying to, I was trying to pretend it was water, but it's not working. <laughs> so sorry. Maybe I will edit this out or something. And Mayor, taking space, taking, space, taking uh, care of us with the audio, making sure we can all hear each other. Koshin spoke of the Buddhist tanhas, the thirsts. Thirsting for something else, not this. I don't want this. I want to be home with Netflix. I don't want this. I should have signed up for, I think, who was it that mentioned, a spa weekend. <laughs> Get mani-pedis, sauna, skin facials. I love all that stuff too, but that's not where I am. I'm here. Thirsting for more, more goods, more money, more validation. Grasping, holding on to whatever it is that we don't want. I don't want the bad feelings. I don't want the aches and pains. That's also the thirsting, the not wanting. I don't want that. I don't want that bowl of rice gruel. I want granola. And I've been through a lot of that this week with the food. It seems there's been more green food than ever. <laughs> and I don't like green food. 
broccoli, ugh, cabbage, ugh, Brussels sprouts. I was a kid, when I, when I was a kid, you know, my, uh, my aunt who raised me for a while, I was like five or six and they'd put the dinner on the table and Brussels sprouts and I'm not eating them. And she'd say, you know, back in those days, I don't know if my parents do that in this now, she'd say, okay, then you don't leave the table till you finish them all up. I'd say, okay. And I would sit there for hours and hours and hours, literally, you know, from four o'clock in the afternoon, dinner time in England. I would sit there till eight at night. For four, and this is, I mean, this is a five, six-year-old kid, not doing it. And I haven't changed much, have I? <laughs> no, no. So this week of like all that green stuff, not very much. That excites me. So it's been a little. Again, that's that thirsting. Why isn't there grilled cheese? They used to have grilled cheese here. They used to have chicken on Fridays. They did when we first started coming here. The Sabbath chicken. It's like in a Catholic church with a bunch of zennies. Shabbos chicken. And then one year, no more Shabbos chicken. I do this all the time. I write out a talk and then I, I digress. Every single time. Right, Goshen? Hmm. Back to Charlotte Beck. I sometimes see old friends who are like me, approaching what we call old age. Some of them are watching the years go by with increasing bitterness. The bitterness, the resentment, comes when we think life should be other than it is. Each of us could describe our lives in such a way that they would seem miserable. See, there's a difference between being in the illness or in the snow and being miserable. There's a difference, being in the illness or in the snow or miserable. I don't think these flowers on the altar ever experienced resentment, bitterness. I often say to the, remember the peonies, Sam? Unashamedly beautiful. Just being their peony self. And the flowers on the altar today. Just being themselves, giving out beauty. So last year I had three surgeries, none of which were fun. What they were was unavoidable. Two of them had nothing to do with aging. They do with other factors, not aging, just my body, this body. Nothing to do with being 70 this year. Anyone here in the old age bracket? Put your hand up if you're in that old age bracket. I'm not alone. And then there are some of you that are denying it. 
and we can see who you are. But don't you hate when the doctor says to you, well, you're at that age when these things begin. You're at that age. Well, Diane, you're 94. These things to be happen to you, these, happen, these things begin to happen to you. Oh, sorry, that should, that should have began 30 years ago, when you're 64, when you were 64. But they didn't. Here you are. You, know, you have your knees, you have that, but doing pretty good. Diane puts me to shame just a little bit. Have you ever seen her do her full bows? Like this sprightly yoga babe. Like, up. And I'm going down there like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I'm the tired old disco diva from the 70s. <laughs> Seems like only yesterday I was spinning around on my roller skates on the West Side Highway, <laughs> <laughs> on those piers listening to Donna Summer and Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> Gloria Gaynor, some of you are saying, who? <laughs> who are they? And years, although it wouldn't seem now, wouldn't look like you know, lifting heavy weights, built like a brick shit house, as they say, huge and not stretching, not listening to the trainer or Jane Fonda, <laughs> not stretching in the mornings or the evenings. Even now, Yoshi looks at me, she's like <laughs> And Dainin's in the back somewhere like, I told you. <laughs> Hubris thirsting for the better body, thirsting for the bigger muscles I want. Don't want to stretch. Thirsting for the things I don't want. So the theme for this session is beginner's mind. Um, I know a couple of you from Dokusan are reading uh, Shunryu Suzuki's uh, Beginner's Mind. If you're new to Zen, it's a good place to start. It's highly recommended as the first thing, first Dharma book to read. So what is beginner's mind? It's the mind that is not stuck in one place. It's not stuck in one feeling, one way, one way of doing things. It's the mind that sees clearly, moment by moment. It's the mind that leaves open the possibility for something fresh and new to appear moment by moment. I'm getting caught in my stories. This is how it's going to be. This is what it's like. I know this. I know what's going to happen now. Bullshit. You don't know anything. All you know is that you're in this moment. In this moment, my back aches. In the next moment, maybe there's a little relief. But it's a different moment and it's a different ache. It's something fresh and new. It doesn't mean to say it's going to be good or nice. It's just fresh and new. 
right? Could feel like shit, but it's, this is fresh and new. This is a new moment. All our moments give us an opportunity to see differently, to feel differently. I know for some of you, this, is, this retreat hasn't been easy. If it's your first time doing a long session, a long period of sitting, you've got back pain, leg pain, shoulder pain. I know what it's like, trust me. I experience the same things. Right now I'm having terrible pain in my left foot. Because I'm not sitting correctly. I'm not stretched enough, my hips are not open. So all my weight is going on my left foot. And I'm gonna move it. Or I'm just gonna sit there like a good Zen teacher. Not move. See where that gets me. I had two new replacements. And uh, even though, so my knees are great, but my uh, flexibility is not. It goes back. So yeah, I too am suffering with pain and aches. And I know for sure some of you too are. Some of you are too. Some of you want to leave. It's difficult. As I said, I'm exactly where I need to be. Even if it means sleep deprivation. I'm like an eight hour a night guy. I need eight hours sleep. It's always been that way. Even in my days of my shenanigans, needed eight hours. Some weekends you'll be in a coma. <laughs> Those of you who know about that life. Um, but I've always, even in my healthy days, I've always needed eight hours. So when we're getting four hours, five hours, it's really tough for me. Sleep deprivation, Jones in for a good espresso. All the deprivations, the thirsts, the tanhas. They're all present. And I can go from chocolate, I'm deprived of my chocolate, I'm deprived of my espresso, no, I want this, no, I want that. And then I can go, stop. Be here right now. Be here in this moment. Recognize, it's not pushing it away, it's recognizing. Am I going over time? No. Am I going over time? No. Well, that was a rebel rousing. <laughs> I might just as well say yes. <laughs> no. Three no's. <laughs> Three no's and 97 yeses. Love it. Where was I? The townhouse present in and out of each moment. So we're on our last full day of this session. 
time is running out. This session will soon be over. Don't waste these last hours. Some of you may have already begun to, pick, begun to pack your suitcases, your hold doors, your backpacks, whatever it is you put your stuff in. How about leaving some of that stuff behind? Hmm? Some of that stuff that you carry around with you, that you don't need. You know, you need your toothbrush and your clean knickers and all that stuff, but there's a lot of stuff in that suitcase you don't need. And that's why we come here, to see what it is that we don't need, what it is that we carry around, that we've been carrying around for our whole life, possibly. Leave that behind, but don't leave until you leave. Don't leave until it's time to leave. And it's time to leave after lunch tomorrow. Don't leave your mind today. Stay with it. Stay with this beautiful opportunity. It may happen in the last hour of your sitting. Ah, that's why I'm here. That's why I came. You know, wow. Realization. Or not. You may go home and say, well, that was a waste of time. And then look at that. That waste of time. So what are you going home with? Sadness. Story. Was it really a waste of time? Was it just an opportunity? When I tell myself that was a waste of time, ah, look where my mind goes. Did I not see one minute of that whole weekend when it felt okay? Time is running out, yeah. How do you make the best of it, the most of it? Our evening gatha, sung and chanted in Zen temples throughout the world, every evening. Let me respectfully remind you. Excuse me. <coughs> wow. Maybe I'll chant it, because I love chanting in this big space. Sam, take me out. Let me respectfully remind you Life and death are of supreme importance Time swiftly passes by and opportunities are lost On this night the days of our life are decreased by one Each of us must strive to awaken, awaken. Take heed. Do not squander your life. What a beautiful way to end the day. You do not squander your life.
That's why you're here, hopefully. To realize that your time is running out. Some of you may get to my age, which is not that old. Some of you may get to Diane's age, wow, which is not that old in the scheme of things. So don't waste the time. I have worked with so many people of 13, 14, 25, 30, 40, who have succumbed to illness and died. It's not what they planned. It's not where they thought their future was. So I'd like to end with a poem. It's by Ali Liebergott. It's called Senior Discount. I was so thrilled when I got my bus pass. And last year, I opted instead of waiting for my social security. And you get that check every month, and it's like a bonus. It's like, wow! I get something back for all those years of paying it in. Wow, so great, so great. And that's like, you know, one of the bonuses of getting old. Get your social security. Senior discount. I want to grow old with you. Old, old. So old we pad through the supermarket using the shopping cart as a cane that steadies us. I'll wait at register, I'll wait at register two in my green sweater with threadbare elbows, smiling because you've forgotten the bag of day-old pastries. The cashier will tell me a joke about barbers as I wait. He repeats the first line three times, but the only word I understand is barber. <laughs> Over the years, we've caught inklings of our shrinking frames and hunched spines. You're a little confused. Looking at me at the wrong register with a bag of almost stale croissants clenched in your hand. The first time I held your hand, it felt enormous in my own Sasquatch. I teased you a million years ago. Over here I yell, but not in a mad way. We're laughing. You have a bright yellow pin on your code that says, Shalom. Senior discount, you say. But the cashier already knows us. We're everyone's favorite customers. <laughs> <laughs>